It's Tuesday. Live Tuesday nights, the first 52, Raz Radio Live from 6 to 8. Is this Raz? Yes. Sorry. This is the best you got? For someone the NSA once listed as the most dangerous hacker in America, sure don't look like much. Angry White Guy Radio. Yeah, but he does take a different stance. You know, his point of view is different. The first part of the, like, Constitution. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. He'll be back. Something from nothing. Something from nothing. Something from nothing. Could bring eternal life for the mortal a portal for a king and his wife. The catcher of Christ's blood in the name of the white dove. A collection of crusades. Yesterday's fight club, my love. Or should I say one of my passions is searching for the truth about the Templars and assassins. And as I ration through my facts and stacks of their fiction, I jump back on track and attack my love for this addiction. The friction for the control of the Holy Land. Now I slowly understand how they control me and every other strand of DNA. Through the war games they play, and it's more of the same today, that's why they're to blame, okay? I'll stray from the norm, I won't stay with the swarm. I'll be the calm before the storm when their blood's cold and mine is warm. I've come to transform the story of nine original nights. Keeping Christian pilgrims safe on the road to sacred sites. But these bright lights are just a distraction A mere fraction of why the Pope set up shop And sent these soldiers into action But back in Jerusalem under the temple A Solomon excavating treasures The Templars kept all of them But without the copper scroll How did they know where to dig a proper hole? Generations passed down secrets that kept them unstoppable My mission, my intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming. But who exactly is running? Manipulation. My mission, my intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming. But who exactly is running? Manipulation. The assassins were manipulated using psychedelics. Well, the Templars crusaded and raided for sacred relics. The crown of thorns that they possessed in secrets that would not unveil was once thought but not forgotten by the guardians of the grail. One suggestion was their possession of extreme immeasurable wealth. Their secrets undermining the fundamental views of Christianity itself. Deeper than international banking, creating aspects such as banknotes. That is a credit that history would edit about these Suspects and their escape goats Went to their sworn vows of poverty Memories remaining faithful But in the 14th century The knights had fallen just like an angel Being persecuted by the king of France Was something that they had feared So the movement went underground And their treasures and riches disappeared That's right I expect you to believe That they moved into a cottage With a picket fence that is white Cause we all know Their control now lies within the guidelines Known as the Scottish Rite my mission, my intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming. But who exactly is running? Manipulation. To my mission, my intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming, but who exactly is running? Manipulation. Bin Laden has described himself as a modern-day Saladin. The great Islamic general defeated the Templars in Hatton. Like an assassin, he conquered the warrior monks on the 4th of July. The reason Americans celebrate Independence Day is a lie. That's why this act of war is more than a simple account. They're marching back in to regain and maintain Temple Mount. And that's why I can't stand the media's propaganda. Or will I understand their grand plan to central the government of blue blood disguised as a southern gent Disrupting and corrupting within half-truths that remain bent Their new world order, they're slowly slipping across the border But there's no one to call for help when you fall 
finally lost your quarter. Agendas locked with office keys. Soldiers that are sent overseas. All to fulfill prophecies in the name of God. Come off it, please. Get on your knees. Honestly, you owe the world an apology. Take off your mask for us to see the exposure of your indecency. Back, back to my mission. My intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming. But who exactly is running? Manipulation. Back, back to my mission. My intuition tells me that there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Listen, wars are funded in London. Bush and his cousins are coming. But who exactly is running? Manipulation. Backpacks. No, 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 no drama. 
a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life, and be more dog. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program, only to encounter this, and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com No 
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Here we go. It is the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, uh, Radio Free Blood and RadioChaos.Live. Another week coming on. It is, uh, what is it? It is April 12th, 2016. Tuesday. Another Tuesday is here and almost gone. We're not that far from 420. Who's going to go up to D.C. and march on the White House for 420? I don't know. Maybe if I live close enough, I would think about it. It was another one of those great weeks, you know, went smooth, no major issues. I hope it was that way for all you out there. You know, sometimes your week goes bad, sometimes it goes good. I've been feeling really good, other than, like, some body aches and, you know, crap like that. Otherwise, I've been doing really good with how I feel. And that's nice. It's good to feel good for a while, not have that runny nose and congestion. I think all the allergens have started moving off of Florida here. We're hitting the 80s. It's summertime almost. The way I like it. The way I like it. You know, as I was getting ready, winding up for the show, I come in from work, I rinse off real fast in the shower from working outside all day in the heat. You know, I do live in Florida. It's hot here now. But we're not we're not getting snow like you guys up north in, in April. That just makes absolutely no sense. So I come in and I'm, I'm cleaning up and I'm getting ready to sit down and, and do the show. And as I'm cleaning up and getting my shower and, you know, the other things you do in the bathroom... I was thinking. I think a lot. You know, weird things. Weird weird thoughts go across my mind. I, I wonder. I wonder about different things in life. How things have gone. You know, I'll, I'll think about an old job I used to have and be like, man, I really wish I didn't quit that job. I'd be making, you know, three times what I'm making now if I would have held out with that job and didn't just leave it or didn't get myself fired for something stupid. I used to make good money back in the day. I make a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot less than, uh, or vaccine shedding. I make a hell of a lot more less now than I, I did back then. I went, I wish I would have had that job. And then I went, wait a second. If I didn't have, if I would have kept that job and, and stayed in the, the life course I was, I was in at that point in time, I wouldn't have the beautiful wife I have now. I wouldn't have the child I have now. If I would have wished that I didn't, you know, do some things that, 19 years old that caused me to have a, a child at 20, I wouldn't have a grandbaby now. So as we go through life, as we make this travel in this around this in this universe on this little ball that we ride on, spinning in the middle of nowhere, you have to realize that your life decisions lead you somewhere, and and. I guess that's what I was contemplating. You know, I, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I would have done this. But would I be sitting here behind this microphone? Would I believe the things I believe now? Would I have opened up my mind to different ways or, or different thought patterns if I would have stayed the course I was staying? I mean, possibly. I, I've always been a, a questioner of you know JFK and aliens. I never dove deep into conspiracies like I do now. I never really believed 
people could be as evil as we have found out they can be throughout time and history. I guess the point is, don't ever wish you did something different. Don't ever wish you would have stayed in one particular place. Everything we do, every decision we make is done with a purpose. It's done with an end result. Now, I'm not a religious person, so I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying it in that way. But I, I do believe in karma. I do believe in uh, souls. You know, I believe there's more to us. And is there a God? I don't know if there's a God. Is there multiple gods? I don't know. But I do know that we're not it, and there's got to be way more out there than us. So always be be positive with where you're at. Continue to move forward, but don't ever regret what you've done or, or choices you have made. Uh, right before the show came on, and, and this is a great choice, a great decision that was made. Everybody makes decisions and changes their minds on thing on things. Those of you listening on the Raz side, side, if you're not in the Jack Blood chat room, you won't know this. But Jack Blood will be coming back on Thursday at 4 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time, at 1 p.m. on the side of the world where he is. Uh, so I'm really excited to see that. I guess uh, Hillary really got underneath his skin with what's been going on. And I, I do want to discuss uh, briefly, i got a Ben Swan video I want to play for you guys, uh, discussing the elections and, and what's going on. Now, as you guys, I, I've said multiple times, I don't. I don't follow what's going on uh, to the to the T I used to. I don't trust it. I don't believe in it. I don't. I don't really participate with this this thought. And I've said it before. And Jack, since you're listening, I'm going to throw this out. So maybe you you. I don't know if you've heard this thought of mine. But with the talk of a brokered convention and the fact that uh, you yourself and and lots of other people really thought Bush was going to be the next uh, candidate, I could just see the FBI investigation being what knocks Hillary out in the long run. And then we have the contested convention, uh, Trump doing his own thing, and Bush being the one shoved into place. I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. Uh, But we do see the dirty games, and it's so funny the way people are are reacting to it this time around, the the basic uh, humanity out there. The the, the basic American citizen is finally in an uproar, over uh, you know what what's going on with delegates and different things like that. You know, not the things that we talked about in 2012 with Ron Paul. Not the things that were talked about in 2008 with Ron Paul. Uh, it, it's just funny. Everybody's all up in a, in a in a hoopla in a roar, all pissed off now because Trump's getting messed with and Sanders is getting messed with. Uh, you know, with Donald Trump losing the Wisconsin, and already it's starting. You know, I love the internet, and I know somebody's going to post. You got to record the stuff beforehand. You got to, you know, have it prepared and ready to go. Uh, better than that, you can't rely on the internet to play it back. But what are you going to do? In the Wisconsin primary to take Cruz, it is now more likely than ever that there will be a brokered Republican convention. Now, if you thought the primary system was rigged, wait until you see how nasty a contested convention will be. It's a reality check you won't see anywhere else. All right, so let's set the ground rules. And the first rule of the Republican National Convention is that there are no rules. Okay, that's not exactly true. There are rules, but all rules are subject to change. They will change. They can be changed, in fact, to specifically target one candidate. 
So here's how a broker convention is supposed to work. Every state has its own rules about delegates, but the basic idea here is that at the convention, the delegates are bound for the most part to vote for the winner of their state's primary or caucus, or to abstain. Once the first rounding of voting is over, if no candidate has 1,237 votes, all the delegates are now unbound, and they're free to vote for whomever they choose. That can be one of the candidates, any politician, any elected official, really any person at all. But when the actual convention starts, none of those rules may still be the rules, because the convention rules committee has the power to change any and all of them. In fact, that's exactly what they did just four years ago. It was back in 2012, the RNC Rules Committee changed a series of rules to protect Mitt Romney from supporters of Texas Congressman Ron Paul. Now, Ron Paul's campaign knew they couldn't win the majority of delegates in primaries and caucuses. So they took advantage of the GOP system for what were called bound and unbound delegates. Meanwhile, in states like Louisiana, Nevada, even in Massachusetts, Mitt Romney's home state, Paul supporters won the delegate slots at the state conventions. The goal was to try to prevent Romney from getting enough delegate votes in the first round so that all the delegates could become unbound. In order to stop that, the RNC Convention Rules Committee changed a host of rules. The rules were changed to bind all the delegates. Paul delegates elected to the Maine State Convention, they were stripped of their credentials simply because they were Paul supporters. Also, the RNC changed the rule for a candidate to have their name in nomination, moving the standard from winning a plurality of five states all the way up to eight states. But the biggest scandal of all, during the actual convention, the Rules Committee voted to give the presumptive nominee the ability to replace any delegates at his or her will. What you've likely never seen is this vote. Watch. The question is on the adoption of the resolution. All those in favor signify by saying aye. All those opposed, no. We need another chair. The ayes have it. The resolution is adopted. So as you heard there, Speaker John Boehner, he announced in front of all those yelling voices that the ayes have it. Here's the thing, though. Someone with a cell phone recorded the teleprompter that Boehner was reading from. Take a look at it. The whole thing was scripted. What you need to know is that RNC Chairman Reince Priebus says that not to expect any of those 2012 rules, as crazy as they were, to apply in 2016, because those were for 2012, not for this year. And he says 2016 will have an entirely different set of rules. Anyone who thinks that a broker convention will be straightforward, let's face it, they are kidding themselves. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. And if you really think the election means anything, you're kidding yourself. I mean, we understand that. And I don't know. Maybe more people are seeing it. Maybe, maybe this is coming to the forefront now that, that, uh, you know, this, this process we follow is, is flawed, is, is not working. Something else needs to be done. Something needs to be done differently. Well, how do we do that? How do, how do we get to that point? And that's the biggest, a confusion for a lot of people. A lot of people are unhappy with the process. Uh, you got people burning their GOP cards, which, I mean, that's symbolic, wonderful. I still say, and I, I will always say, the only real fixing of this problem is to, uh, you know, eliminate parties. There is no more Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, uh, Ghost Rider, uh, whatever. Now, we've got hundreds and hundreds of parties. There is no party. You can't. That, that's against the rules to associate yourself to a party. Okay, that would be the first step. Then people have to actually listen to what you're talking about, what you believe in, before they can decide if they like you or not. It's really the only feasible way, without you know blowing up the country and starting over, 
<laughs> uh, to to try to to try to regain control of this process. The process is is out of hand. Uh, we don't have nearly the control that we want to believe we have. You know, delegates and things like that back in uh, the you know, seventeen eighteen hundreds, even the early nineteen hundreds, was kind of a necessity. We didn't have. Uh, the the connection that we have now with social media and internet and and all these different forms. So you know your town picked somebody you trusted to send, you know, elected them, voted for them, however it was done, and you sent them to represent your town. And you knew that person was representing what you believed. And that's the premise premises behind the whole idea, and it it should work well. But with the population increase and a lower amount of of uh, delegates and people representing the people out there, it doesn't balance. It doesn't work, and it needs to be changed and fixed. The DEA will decide whether to change course on marijuana by July. You know, I guess they really figure that after this next election cycle, there's going to be more than half the states. I, I honestly believe that more than half the states, actually, I think we're already there, uh, will will have medical or legal marijuana or decriminalized. I mean, that's really the way to go is decriminalization. But, you know, they're getting ahead of it. They realize that they're losing the war on drugs. It's like every other war that, that the uh, government or the uh, secret agencies have created in the past 40 years, 50 years. Uh, you know, we, we've lost every war since uh, World War II pretty much. Oh, I guess we're winning the war on terror, aren't we? Terror, terror. Got to win the war on terror. In a lengthy lengthy memo to lawmakers, the Drug Enforcement Administration said it hopes to decide whether to change the federal status of marijuana in the first half of 2016. Marijuana is currently listed under the Controlled Substance Act as a Schedule One drug, meaning that for the purpose of federal law, the drug has no medical use and a high potential for abuse and is one of the most dangerous drugs of all drugs schedules with potentially severe psychological or physical dependencies. Marijuana shares Schedule 1 status with heroin and is more strictly regulated than the powerful prescription painkillers that have killed more than 165,000 people since 1999. How many people have marijuana killed since 1999? Uh, Bueller? I'd say zero. That would be the answer. And they're trying to blame some deaths on, on marijuana. Uh, but let's be honest. Have people died while they're high because of stupid decisions or stupid choices? Yes. The drug didn't kill them. They killed themselves by being stupid, getting too high and not being able to control themselves. I mean, come on. I'm seeing two. Two people, Outclass says. First set in 1970, marijuana's classification under the Controlled Substance Act has become increasingly out of step with scientific research, public opinion, medical use, and state law citing marijuana's potentially significant therapeutical potential for a number of serious ailments, including chronic pain and epilepsy, organizations such as the American Medical Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics have called on the DEA to change the drug's scheduling status. But the DEA has rebuffed numerous previous previous attempts at rescheduling, sometimes after decades of stonewalling, and in at least one case overrode the recommendation of its own administrative judge. The current petition before the DEA was initiated by the by then-Governor Christine Gregory, 
of Washington and Lincoln Chaffee of Rhode Island in 2011. 2011. In a previous letter to lawmakers, the DEA indicated it had all the information it needed to make the decision as of last September. The current memo, written in conjunction with the heads of Department of Health and Human Services and the Office of National Drug Control Policy, also provided a detailed look at how the federal government provides marijuana to researchers. Currently, the government grants a monopoly on marijuana products for research purposes to one program at the University of Mississippi. Because of this monopoly, monopoly, research-grade drugs that meet researchers' specifications often take years to acquire, if they are produced at all, a Brooksdale Institute report argued last year. According to the memo, in the years between 2010 and 2015, the government provided marijuana for research purposes to an average of nine researchers per year. Given the rapidly changing marijuana policy landscape, experts say that level of support is nowhere near enough to keep up with the with the research demand. So basically, like I said, they're seeing they're seeing that they're losing this battle. It, it's a waste of time. Let's focus on you know uh, maybe poverty or hunger or you know something that really can make a change in life. Going after and sticking people in jail for doing some drugs is not making a positive change in our world. It's just not. So I hope to see D.C. marijuana laws. Oh, yeah. Census is in here, and somebody had said uh, when I was talking about the uh, smoking on on uh, the White House on 420, there's been this group came together that's trying to do this. There's a video all about the D.C. marijuana laws explained. Let's... Uh, Let's see what that says. I'm curious if it starts today, tomorrow. Here's what you need to know to legally smoke pot in the district. Number one, you cannot legally smoke pot in public anywhere. Not in bars, not in restaurants, not sitting in your car on a public street. Number two, you can carry up to two ounces of pot in public. But this does not apply to federally administered land. Possession is still illegal there, so no pot in places like the Lincoln Memorial, Rock Creek Park, or Meridian Hill Park, which are all on federal land. Number three, you... Well, just just as a, a reference point, they're also public. Duh. ...can legally use marijuana on property that you own. But according to the D.C. Cannabis Campaign, your front yard and front stoop are legal gray areas, so it's best to keep it inside or in your backyard. Number four... If you rent, you might be able to smoke pot, but you need to check your lease carefully. If your landlord has a clause banning marijuana use, requiring that you follow federal laws or something like that, you are out of luck. So it's best to double check. And it's best to find a different place to live. Why would you want to live under a landlord like that? Also, marijuana is banned in public housing. Number five, you can legally grow marijuana plants in your own home, up to six plants with only three being mature. Number six, you can give an ounce of marijuana to someone else, but you cannot exchange anything for it. Not money, goods, or services. And no lastly, services. all of these rules only apply to people age 21 and older. No exceptions. Yeah, see, that explained it all. So, yes, you can get arrested. I, I don't see them arresting. In the last Oops. 30 years. Sorry, I didn't turn that down. I don't see them arresting, uh, you know, five, six hundred people standing on the in front of the White House smoking. Now... Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. 
Is it worth it at that point in time? Yeah, it sounds like a waste of time to me, doesn't it? To you guys? I mean, really, that that's just a waste of time. A big old waste of time. I know I'm going to be hearing from, uh, I'm going to be hearing from Greg tonight. He's going to be uh, calling in. We're going to get into a little, uh, how shall I explain this? He saw some things, and uh, it's got to do with vaccinations and autism and ODC or something along those lines. He was very adamant about it, and uh, he wanted to call in and discuss it for a little bit. So he'll be calling in the second hour. Uh, this next ODD, thank you, Greg. This next, uh, this next segment, if you guys want to call in, if you got anything on your mind or something you're thinking about, you're welcome to. Uh, you listen to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. Chaos. Live. You know what? I'll be back with you guys in just a few minutes. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941 421 0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow! You're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Well, there been extraordinary scenes in Berlin tonight as thousands of people gathered to hear Barack Obama deliver a key foreign policy speech on his current European tour. Democratic presidential hopeful laid out his vision for America's place in a new world order, saying he was speaking as a proud citizen of the world, of the world, of the world. It is a big idea. idea. It is a big idea. idea. A new world order. It is a big idea. It is a big idea. A new world order. Taking a moment to second guess The Freemasonic Order or the IRS The Coralisle Group and the CFR The Bohemian Grove and other so bizarre The rulers of the world operating in the shadows For oil, throw the leader in the gallows Of the free man, it's land of the fascists Have a little taste every time you pay taxes The facts still remain, slowly see the change Keeping you in line as they tighten up the reins The boogeyman's to blame for global mainframe Then they'll kill 80% but we see the end game, such a shame It won't stop, stop. eyes wide shut Listen close to my words because it's time to wake up It's time to live free or die, die. See through the lies, it's lies. time to save this republic Stand up and rise Have you ever taken a moment to second question Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions Uncovered a truth to infernal dimension A group of elitists with demonic intentions It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled Hidden in plain sight with grim details Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail. They call it new world order, a design to tame us. The global elitists, like pawns, 
they play us I'm not open your eyes, realize the disguise CNN and Fox News, steady spitting out their lies The media's corrupted, corrupted. they hate what you know No repeaters for reporters like you's 20 below Internet can't be trusted, it's one like a tiger If you choose to think freely, then you must be Al-Qaeda From the moment you were born, every step's preconceived uh -huh. Implanted in your mind a phony sense of destiny Giving up your freedom, Fuck profess that. security Got the whole world chip with RFID Second question Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions Uncovered a truth to infernal dimension A group of elitists with demonic intentions It's time to pay attention to the world unfailed Hidden in plain sight with grim details Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail Republican and Democratic presidents alike, from Harry Truman to George Bush, said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. Order, 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 order. And people better understand that they mean exactly what they're saying. It's a new world order they're trying to create. They're trying to do so uh, without approval or consent of the government of this country. Uh, but despite the popular will, uh, this is a straightforward assault by the elitists in this country. This country, this country. Have you ever taken a moment to stand up and fight? Stand up and for fight. liberty and freedom, bringing darkness for light. Defend the Constitution and the Bill of and Rights. The Bill of Make them feel the wrath of God when we stand and unite. Ignite a revolution with noble persistence. Feel the retribution of the global resistance. Divided will fall and get lost in the distance. United will prosper with continued existence. Resist the new world order and the NAU. Checkpoints now, what you gonna do? Microchipping your babies, selling you convenience, exploiting the lazy. When you stand up for truth or submit to their slavery. Have you ever taken a moment to second question? Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. Uncovered the truth to infernal dimension. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled. Hidden in plain sight with grim details. Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck a new world order, we will prevail. Have you ever taken a moment to second Question. Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions Uncovered the truth to infernal dimension A group of elitists with demonic intentions It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled Hidden in plain sight with grim details Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck a new world order, we will prevail The people of the planet are free We are here with a new declaration of independence A declaration of free people on the planet Earth Has now been exposed. Has now been exposed. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Reyes. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Poor oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy, Four Toad.
Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop. And if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Uh, oh, God damn. You see how Steve gets down, right? Steve's wicked. <laughs> so you say you, so you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. Oh, there ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, RazRadioLive.com, and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about weed I came up from the bottom. They don't understand where I come from. 
I've been down, but I came up from the bottom in a product of the lotto. I need no glass to drink my liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, high! Yeah, that's my motto. The working class, the only people I follow. They understand where I'm from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom. I've been down, but I came up. Been down, but I came up from the bottom in a product of the lotto. Don't need no glass to drink my liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, high! Yeah, that's my motto. Working class, the only people I follow. They understand where I'm from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom. We're a heavily medicated society. All the drugs we take, Prozac, Effexor, Valium. For the last 10 years, we've been on some weird fucking drug, the whole country, a drug called Fuck It All. What a weird fucking drug. And we're just coming out of it, and we're kind of waking up. It's like, fuck it all. It's weird. It's like you're going, last thing I remember was we, the economy was working, and there was a budget surplus. Yeah. Where's Clinton? We impeached him. Fuck. <laughs> For what? A blowjob. What? Who did he blow? Putin? No. He got blown by a Jewish girl. Wow! He got head from a Jewish girl? Fucking A! And they impeached him for that? Well, he lied about it. He's married. Who wouldn't? What the fuck? No, he lied about it to Congress. And those fuckers impeached him? That's like a group of lepers judging a beauty contest. What the fuck? Wow, that's nuts! But, and then they acquitted him. Oh, cool. And who was president next? Gore? No, Bush. He was already president. No, this was his son. Oh, the one from Florida. He's kind of cool. No, the one from Texas. Junior? Fuck. My God. He, the one who traded Sammy Sosa? Fuck yeah. How was he as president? Kind of goofy. Really, he waved at Stevie Wonder. What the fuck? Like, wow. And then, what did he do? Well, he took a lot of vacations. And then what happened? We got attacked. By who? Osama bin Laden. The guy from Afghanistan? Didn't we used to send him weapons? Yeah, I know. We went after him, right? Yeah. Did we get him? Almost. Well, then, what do you mean, almost? Well, we went after Hussein because he had weapons of mass destruction. That guy from Syria. I knew that fuck would do this. No, the one from Iraq. Saddam Hussein? Bush Sr. kicked his ass. Yeah, he did. And we got him. Oh, fuck, we got him. And we found the weapons of mass destruction because he would tell you where they are. Well, they executed him. Fuck off! <laughs> and did you get Ben Laden? Oh, oh, almost. We got four of his number threes. Okay. <laughs> but he's in Afghanistan. Maybe. He might be in Pakistan. Well, let's go after him in Pakistan. Well, there's a problem there. They're allies and they have weapons of mass destruction. Oh, no! What about the economy? Well, we had to bail out the banks. Again? Fuck yeah! And now, who's the president? A black guy. Oh yeah, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a black president and there's a Latino on the Supreme Court. There is. Oh, my God. Who's the president? Jesse Jackson? No, his name's Barack Hussein Obama. Now you're fucking with me. And people in California give their cats Prozac. How much more mellow can a fucking animal be? But that's California, where animals have better health care than the rest of the country. It's fucking insane. And if the whole health care debate, if you want to know how your congressmen and senators are going to vote, we should actually, maybe they should be like NASCAR drivers. They should actually have to have jackets with the names of all the people who are sponsoring them. Wouldn't that be cool? Then you might have a clue to why the fuck they voted that way. Big drug company. Got it. Thank you. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Rass on Rass Radio. Believe almost all of what you hear, but be skeptical. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, RadioChaos.Live. I had to play some Robin Williams. That's going to be a new thing. I'm going to try to incorporate some com- comedy bits throughout the show. Just to, you know, we got to lighten it up, but I'm going to make sure they're, they're along the lines of what we all t- discuss and, and really believe in. I'm going to do a little cop bashing here. we got Greg joining us after the next break at the 7 o'clock hour. But before I do some cop bashing, or some cop reporting, because I don't really think it's bashing when you have a cop doing something wrong, right? But before I do that, I want to bring attention, and some people might think it's propaganda, but this is one of the ones I actually think is is a true uh, good story coming out from law enforcement. Officer White, I believe it's Gainesville, Florida, down my way here, a little, little further north than me, but... You remember him as the basketball cop. He went out and played. He got called for some some noise complaints uh, of the children playing basketball. Oh, no, the kids are outside playing. Don't let the kids play outside. That's not acceptable. And he showed up, and what do you do? He played basketball with the kids. A few weeks later, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to go down there. And they played some basketball with the kids. With a bunch of cops. Great, great, great story. Well, I guess this week it's come out that Officer White started up a foundation. Uh, Do I have that pulled here? Uh, The foundation is called Hoops Not Crime. Uh, Something along those lines. I I don't remember exactly. Anybody in the blood room, if you know, could you let me know? That'd be great. And, and I appreciate his efforts and what he's doing. And he had a globetrotter down there, I believe it was, playing some more with the kids. How do we fix the law enforcement problem? We get more cops like Officer White. We don't run them out like we did with uh, Rayford Davis, the officer from Leap. We support the good cops. We stand behind the good cops. Listen, they're going to they're gonna maybe make a mistake here or there. They're going to let their... Uh, their adrenaline get them every once in a while yes it's going to happen but if they're truly a good cop then i think we uh 
we really need to stand behind them. We need to support them. We can't expect everything is, is just a, a scheme, a plan to make us look stupid, to confuse us. You know, sometimes we got to hope that it's the real thing. And this is one of those ones I feel is, is hoops not crime. Yeah, see, I had it right. Thank you, Outclass. So check it out. Support it. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, it's a new organization. Let's wait for the first tax return, make sure they're doing good, good with the money. We still got to worry about it, but you know, I'm I'm all about supporting um, people that are trying to make a difference. Erickson Harrelson, I always mess him. Erickson Harrell out of Miami, another cop, great cop. I read his uh, one of his posts, I think, last week or the week before, about why he stopped chasing a suspect. That's the kind of cops we need to see. That's the stuff that that really can can make our world a better place in, in one little facet. We don't need to see things like this. Sixth grader Janissa Valdez thrown to the ground at Rhodes Middle School by District Police Officer Joshua Kim. She wasn't moving. She was just like knocked out. And I wanted answers and nobody could give me answers. We spoke to Janissa and her mom Gloria after that video was uploaded to YouTube. Wrong. Because I wasn't going to do anything. It was around this same time that SAISD Superintendent Pedro Martinez first found out about the incident. For me, when I first saw the video, not only was I disturbed by what I saw, but also it created a lot of questions. The biggest question, why didn't the district know about this earlier? Anytime there's an officer that has any kind of physical interaction with a student, uh, whether it's an arrest or any kind of physical treatment, it has to be reported immediately. That did not happen. We don't learn anything about it until literally the, the video was released on YouTube. District officials would also soon learn the police report filed one day after the incident by Officer Kim painted a very different picture than the video did. So the report that we got was that uh, the student had accidentally fallen or that, you know, that all this happened because of an accident. Martinez calls this So they lied. The lack they of lied. reporting. Lied. The inconsistencies in the way it was reported. Um, frankly, I think that gives all of us pause. We came to the conclusion that, frankly, um, we can't have confidence in this officer. If our children or our staff are fearing an officer, they're not going to be effective, and I don't want those type of individuals in our district, frankly. And ones that will lie, straight up lie. Lies. You don't think cops lie? Cops lie? They lie. It's a sin. That's, a, that, that's what we see. We, see, we. we see it way too often. All the time we're seeing these stories of, oh, they lied on the police report. Oh, how many cops have gotten in trouble recently in the past six months for lying on their police reports? They just need to do their job, which is not slamming 12-year-old girls. Sixth grader, if you haven't seen this video, it's disturbing. And it's probably a good thing that it looks like it's, I hate to say this, it looks like it's a single mother. It's probably a good thing because there'll probably be a, a father in jail. Because if I saw a man, a video of a man do that to my daughter, I don't give a fuck if he's a cop or not. We're going to have issues, major issues, and I'm going to end up in jail or dead. You don't handle a 12-year-old girl, boy, monkey, dog, cat, or anything like that. That's not how you handle a, a living thing. There was nothing in that video showing that that. He was afraid for his... How can you be fearing of your life by a 12-year-old girl that weighs 88 pounds? Pitiful. And I'm glad you lost your job. He was just fired. Good. 
And I hope. And the sad part about that is, even though he was fired, he'll he'll go get a job somewhere. He'll get a job somewhere as a cop. He'll probably end up killing somebody unjustly. Eventually. Sad. They are calling it the Basketball Cop Foundation. Uh, I'm getting many a different. You know, you guys are doing great research. I appreciate it. Um, Outclass came back, said, hoops, not crimes, bad slave, hoops, not handcuffs. I, I believe that's what it is, hoops, not handcuffs. And then we're finding some other things here, the Basketball Cop Foundation. Yes, that is the one, GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com, Basketball Cop. Uh, check it out if that's something you feel that is good for the community. Maybe you live in that area. You know, again, I, I never tell anybody what to do with their money. Always make sure you research it a little bit. Make sure they're up and up. And we see what Wounded Warriors have done. We see what the uh, Susan G. Coma has done. GuideStar, GuideStar.org. If you are a donator of anything, check that out first. Check that out first. Reminder, Jack Blood will be back Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. on that other that other time zone that they have over there. I think it's Mountain, no, what's that, Pacific? Pacific time zone, I believe it is. Uh, I will probably, uh, i got to talk with Jack, make sure it's all right, but I'll be simulcasting it on Raz, too, if uh, you know maybe the, the apps don't work. Oh, well, no, I think it is. No, Bad Slave, I think it is. Hoops, not handcuffs. For some reason, I just, that, that one sticks, that's what I thought it was, but I couldn't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I, I, I'm not going to go search for the article right now. <clears throat> Do I have any other cop stuff? Because I'd like to get that all out of the way right now. You know, I don't... I, it's really hard because I believe we should, you know, stand behind law enforcement. I just believe law enforcement needs to stand behind the people, the citizens. Be a little more... We talked about that, right? Yeah, that's the drug war thing. Let's get rid of that. I'm trying to make it a little clearer for me to figure out what I want to talk about here. All right, you know, this is another one that, that, that kind of uh, grinded my gears this week. All hoops matter. Now I'm getting all, <laughs> Greg, that's not even funny. <laughs> um, another thing that really got to me this week that I saw, and, and it's, it's you know, Lexi and I want to homeschool so badly. Uh, unfortunately, they make it very hard for us to be able to homeschool. And we, uh, I can't not do my job. My job's in the daytime. Lexi can't not do her job. Her job's in the daytime. So we're kind of stuck right now with using the slave system. I'm trying very hard to make sure my son understands my stance on the world and understands what I believe to be the truth that, that's going on in our, in our world. But at, at seven, eight years old, in first grade, second grade, right now my main concern is ensuring that, that he is a, a good human being to other humans, not doing stupid things like pushing or tripping or hitting. So I, I don't get too deep into my beliefs as far as the conspiracy world goes. But this story here, this is out of... Uh, Magnolia. This story here just, I was blown away by it. It just really, it really grinded my gears. 
Well, I'll tell you what, the Bear Branch students are leaving the school because of this pickup policy. It forces all students to either take the bus or all parents to sit in a long car pickup line that takes at least an hour out of their day. Try to walk your child out of school. You could face criminal charges. If you think I'm exaggerating, I am not. She's starting to arrest people. Wendy German is a private school teacher who just pulled her kids out of public school, Bear Branch Elementary in Magnolia ISD. She lives in the neighborhood behind the school. Wait, just something I want to comment on real fast. If you're a private school teacher, why would your children not be in private school? Just a thought. School. Her kids were walkers and she used to escort them, but they can't do that anymore. The school's principal, Holly Ray, won't allow it. Ray has gotten Montgomery County constables to be her enforcers. This has happened to many parents. They have been cited. They have been threatened if they step one foot on school property that they will be arrested and charged with who knows what. Frank Young has one of those warnings. He also lives close to the school and he also pulled his children out of it. He says no effort to negotiate a better policy or even hundreds of signatures on a petition got the district to change the policy or the bully tactics. And Mrs. Ray's policy is implying that a parent doesn't have the ability or capability to decide what is safest for their children and that the school district does and I disagree. The school district responded to a request for a comment with a statement fully supporting Principal Ray saying the goal is a safe dismissal process. But the parents who have been coming to the school for years say there was nothing unsafe about the old pickup and drop-off procedures. This is about a principal overstepping boundaries. Young says some parents are just going along with it, but he believes the parents are just allowing a poisonous environment to fester. The most toxic thing that we could do for our kids is not fight for the truth and justice. Fox that's not me that's bad editing on their end parents who have been threatened with arrest they are not ready to go public yet but i should say that several other parents have approached me today saying that the principal's my way or else policy goes much deeper than the dismissal procedure yes we said students are leaving their parents are pulling them out but teachers and staff are leaving the school too. Live in Magnolia, Andrea Watkins, Fox 26 News. All right, let me see if I can break this down for you a little bit. All right, because the, the school looks like a very, very similar to the school that my son goes to. It's in a very rural area. Uh, the school my son goes to, there are within, within a thousand yards of that school, there's probably a hundred residential houses. Within a thousand yards, okay? Basically, what they're saying is you can't walk to pick up your child and walk him off the campus. You either have, they either have to go by bus, they have to leave the campus on their own, or you have to pick them up in the, in the car line. Now, this car line thing is just, it's new to me. Uh, my children up north lived with their mother growing up. And she dealt with most of the, the two, the two school stuff. I don't remember car lines up there though. This car line thing is something I just recently learned about down here in Florida with my youngest son. Basically, you have to sit in this long line of cars waiting to pick up your kid. Okay. But what if you live a half mile away and you like to take an afternoon walk? So you take that afternoon walk instead of getting in the car and sitting in that 45-minute car line to pick up your kid. 
you decide you'd rather work walk the half you, you'd rather walk a total of an hour than drive four minutes and wait 45 minutes and then drive four minutes so you're pretty much at the same amount of time spent picking up your child from school right you can't walk on the campus and pick up your son your child anymore that's ludicrous that's ridiculous why is that even an option of something Maybe you like to walk. Maybe you'll walk a mile and you want your kid to get some God-blessed exercise so you're going to walk to pick them up instead of driving. You're not going to follow our rules? Well, we'll put you in jail then. And that seems to be how they think they have to handle everything. And it's a sin that that's the society that we have come to. Protect our necks from the stress of a world in a mess From the war in Iraq to the crack in the streets To the AIDS epidemic and corrupted police To the homeless, the hopeless, the sick and the poor The rich keep getting richer while the poor despite the wars Now somebody must see this Somebody must feel the way I do Just like a race car driver from going off the tracks Or a cool breeze blowing at your back I'm a two-way ticket on a one-way route I'm the rain and thunder the night I'm a two-way ticket on a one-way route I'm the 
rain and thunder that knocks the power out. I'm a loaded gun, I'm a hole in one, I'm a bursting star, I'm a burning sun, I'm a saint to some, but a devil to the rest. So just show me the stage and just cut me my check. Cut me my check. Corrupted governments killing the innocent Fuck the poor, feed the rich Oh, you all oh, Rock stars up with season Hollywood's lame Top 40's bullshit and TV's the same Just Sunday drivers in a race to save our souls Bailing down the freeway on the wrong side of the road Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program? Only to encounter this? And felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now, 941-421-0401. And avoid 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941 941- Four two one zero four zero one. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. And he would know what's best for me and my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. <laughs> Did you know the vitamins and nutrients are be illegal? In the year 2010, if we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderous. They're about to look it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry, they got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown. And Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thank the World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America, America, simply the sheeple of America, we the sheeple of America. Plus, for the world's wealthiest people meet every June. Just see to it, they plan to 
sleep. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs. Also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs. Pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that. And they certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR. But who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah. Two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world. About to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words. But you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a trance, we like to dance and make romance to psychopaths. to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane February 12th, 2016. You're listening to, the Raz, to RazRadioLive.com, the first 52. Got a lot to talk about. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready, because, you know, we're going to get into some things here that I'm going to share a lot of my opinion, a lot of my experience, a lot of things that I've seen. And I hope that you guys will accept it with those arms wide open. And not, and, and not think of me as a crazy guy, just somebody trying to enlighten, somebody trying to make you think more. I know most of you get it. 
try every day. And that's all you can do. Just try. Be that man that you think you can be. Be that woman that you think you can be. Because unless you're trying to stand up for the for all of humanity, for every person, then you're not doing anything useful. That's my biggest thing. That that's one of the things that 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 really means a lot to me is treating other humans. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your religion is. If you're a human being, I want to try to treat you the best way I can. And if we could do more of that, if more people could try to just be a human, this world wouldn't be the mess that we see it right now. I know I, 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 you know, I really rally on that cry. It's something I talk about a lot. It's something I say a lot. If we could just be more human. But we can't be because we're drugged up. We're vaccinated to stupidity. They, they feed us with fluoride and, and, and all kinds of other shit in our food and water. We forget that we're human beings. We forget that we have a future somewhere. We just want them to lead us down the path to where they, they want us to go. We need to be more of an individual. But we have to be an individual that cares about everyone. And I'm not saying you have to support everyone. You just have to care. You have to realize that that's another human being on the other side of your eyelids. It's the same thing you are. They just think a little different. But they're still a human. Let's make it that way. Let's let's remember. Let's remember that we all are just human beings in the long run. It's all we are in the long run, my friends. Some meat, some blood, some water, and some air. We're all just the same thing deep down inside. All right, as I promised you guys, Greg Knight, I got him over there somewhere. Greg, you there, brother? I'm right here. Excellent. Glad to have you, my friend. I, I, I much prefer to have you in studio, but... That's close enough. I can see you. You can see me. It's almost the same thing, man. Almost the same. Wait till next time you come. I uh, I upgraded your station over here a little bit. I got a new nice. desk that you got a little writing table at and everything. You're going to like it. I can't wait for you to come up again. Excellent. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, so, you, you you know, we kind of did a show yesterday, uh, inadvertently, <laughs> <laughs> offline, which is really not what I like to do. And that's the discussion I want to have. And we're, we'll, we'll do about, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes of that discussion. i got a couple other things I want to throw your way. Yeah. Uh, but you really fired me up last night, if you couldn't tell. So, so let's start with the story. You know, Greg calls me yesterday, and we, we were supposed to be discussing getting his show ready to launch. And we ended up on this tirade about something else. So, Greg, I want you to tell the story of what happened to you yesterday first. Yeah. So, you know, essentially, I work in the nonprofit world now. I, I still do kind of quasi-journalistic work, uh, producing videos, producing news stories, you know, media stuff in the nonprofit world down here in southwest Florida. Well, my organization kind of got a shakeup this week. We, you know, let a few people go, some key players in our in our company. So it's forced my boss to shuffle people around and stick some people in locations in the building they don't normally work. Well, there's a childcare 
uh, section, an after-school childcare in my building. So the boss said, hey, I need you to go over there and help me out with technology. I need you to go count some computers and watch the kids and just basically help out. I'm right. Like, sure. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, sure. That's, I, you know, that's no big deal. I can, I can handle a few, you know, seven, eight, nine, twelve-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I go over <laughs> and I'm the uh, computers, and I'll preface it like this: as a as a professional journalist, um, I'll never forget when I got my first death threat. I was in Reno, Nevada, and uh, the father or the son, rather, of an accused killer uh, threatened to kill me after I found out where he was and was asking questions. That was my first one. That was 2004. Yesterday, or actually the day before yesterday, I got my first death threat from a nine-year-old. <laughs> a nine-year-old? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm over counting computers, and this kid, this nine-year-old kid who's in the after-school watch, he has a twin brother with him. And he picks up a rolling desk chair and is trying to joust his brother with the desk chair, and I'm like, nah, dude, you got to quit that. Quit yeah, that that's really stop. not acceptable in the school or, you know, counseling-type environment. That's not really something we allow to happen. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, dude, I'm going to go get the counselor. You just wait right here. You've got to go outside. As soon as the counselor came back into the uh, computer well, wait, room. Wait, 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 wait. He said something to you when you said that. Well, yeah, what he did first is he went, like, gave me the whole rolling of the eyes and walked away from me. And I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. You did not just disrespect me, bro. So that's when I went and got the counselor. You're he was right. ready. Greg was ready to throw down with this seven-year-old, nine-year-old. <laughs> well, no, the nine-year-old ready to throw down with me. I'm going to get to that. So I go get the counselor. I come back in, and as soon as he saw that counselor, he stood there and with eyes I have never seen in a kid before. He pointed at me, turned beet red, started to hyperventilate, and said, "You're a son of a bitch." And I'm like, "Whoa!" From a nine-year-old. Keep in mind, guys. Nine-year-old. And he just kept repeating it over and over and over and over again. Son of a bitch. I hate you, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And so the counselor grabbed him and tried to settle him down. He broke away from the counselor and started crawling in a cabling area underneath our computer tables trying to escape. They finally caught the kid. And uh, his other brother, his twin brother, is like sitting in the corner trembling, like being silent while this kid's doing this. The counselor finally got him. And got a hold of him. And he looked at me, pointed his finger at me again, and he said, I'm going to kill you by sticking a pencil in your eye. <laughs> and I'm, I'm at this point, you know, I'm, not much phases me, but I'm shaking like a leaf. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Right. I, I didn't understand. I was just trying to get the kid to go outside and make noise. Get out of the computer room. <laughs> yeah, go run and burn get, some of that energy uh, off. Yeah. So... You know, I left and I walked away. I'm, I'm just shaking. I'm, I'm talking to the counselors I'm like, what's going on? What what happened here? I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. That kid, that's normal. He does it all the time. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's acceptable. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's got autism. And, a, and on top of his autism, he's got oppositional um, uh, defiant disorder, ODD. And so I'm like, wow. So I started doing some research. I, I know I've got my opinions about autism, but I've never really studied ODD. And, you know, my opinions range from its vaxes all the way to its environmental. I don't know quite where I come down on it. I, I tend towards the vaccinations, especially after some of the videos I've seen. I was going to ask I you, I, I, I suggested two documentaries to you last night. Well, did you yep. get to watch them? I got to watch one and a half. So, you know, it's, it's, it gave me a whole bunch of new information I wasn't completely up on, but it, it mimics what I think is going on. It's, it's a, 
It's a very corporatist system of uh, injecting us with things we really don't need. Well, as I said to you last night, I do believe vaccination has a a uh, a foot in this game. Okay, I definitely agree with that. The other issue we see is that children are being children, and and parents are. This goes back to something I was talking about earlier. Parents are becoming uh, docile and lazy and accepting their children uh, being inappropriate. I mean, I was watching I was watching a, a video. I posted it yesterday, and it was a, a clip. It was like a five-minute segment of Mr. Wizard. Now, do you remember Mr. Wizard? I do. He was a dick. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that? He would, yeah. he, would, he would talk down, and this, that's what this video was. And after watching it, I went, you know what? I was raised watching that man. I was raised watching him talk to kids that way. And, and right. that's part. We pussy, we, we are such pussies the way we talk to our children anymore. Well, and I talked to the counselor this morning and actually a little bit yesterday. And I said to myself, I'm like, all right, this kid called me a son of a bitch. You don't, you don't, you're not nine years old in this day and age, especially in the sheltered household this kid comes from. I found out later on. His parents are multi-multi-millionaires. His dad's a vice president for some bank somewhere here in Florida. And so you've got to hear that stuff somewhere. You just don't naturally know what a son of a bitch is, and you just don't naturally know about sticking people in eyes with pencils. Right. So you have to wonder what environmental factor brought that along. Well, I will say, and and, and there are some, you know, we're watching what Mikey watches because he got in trouble about six months, a year ago, something like that. Uh, for saying he was going to stab a kid with a pencil. So, you know, and and he didn't mean it in a violent way. At least I don't believe he did. After talking with him and things like that, you know, I communicate with my kid. You met my kid. He's he's a little hyper. I'll admit. He's a hyper kid. But we, we don't vaccinate him. You know, we, we feed him properly. Maybe he's just a damn kid. And, and that makes it hard. You know, yesterday I had to deal with an issue with him. Uh, coming from school... Just just being disrespectful, in my opinion, being disrespectful in the classroom. And that's the way I address it. I found that with him, addressing things as he's being disrespectful uh, really gets under his skin. He doesn't want to be disrespectful. He doesn't mind being bad, but he doesn't want to be disrespectful. So you, you have to use a play on words with kids instead of just... Instead of just pumping them with, with a bunch of pharmaceuticals, which my guess is you got rich parents. Uh, they don't want to deal with the kid. The kid's a handful, so they just decided to drug them up. What does right. drugging up do? Well, uh, I don't know which documentary you got through completely. Which one did you finish completely last Vaxed. night? The Vaxxed one. Yep. Um, if you get into – the other one gets into pharmaceuticals a lot more. It gets into ADHD and ADD and and – uh, one of the stories in there is about a kid that uh, almost shot up his school. He didn't shoot up his school, but he w- went into school with a with a hunting rifle. And because of the medications he was on, he was a, he was a strict Mormon child. I mean, I'm sure you can associate yourself here. And yeah, and and they had put him on this medication for ADHD because they thought there was a problem. He he thought he was hunting. He thought he was out hunting with his grandpa. He didn't know he, he was, was in a school. He was hunting Gentiles. Yeah, he didn't know he was in a school hunting his, his, his fellow students. He just thought he was on a hunting trip. So that's what these drugs do to young minds, and that's that's the biggest thing. You know, maybe there are some positives you can get out of some of these psychotropics. Listen, I'm, I'm totally against any of them, but 
all right, there are some really messed up people in the world, and uh, you know maybe there are some pills that might actually work for somebody. But in a developmentally uh, d- developing mind, you're you're destroying the ability for that mind to develop properly. That's correct, and you've got to bear in mind this, these are twins, and both of the twins, both boys, have autism, both of them, but only the one has ODD according to his diagnosis. The thing that really gets me, and um, I'm not going to talk bad about the way that child care and the way that after-school care works in this country, because I, I'm a part of it. I do it. I see it every day. Well, and, and but, keep in mind, it is a product of the environment. So yeah, it, it's just following the rules that are laid out and governed by the states to them. That's correct. And what the state and the federal government seems to mandate, especially after I talk with some people I work with, it mandates that you have to put kids with these issues in an environment where they're around perfectly high-functioning, normal kids with no issues. Well, you know, to me, that is, that's a safety issue because what if I was another nine-year-old and I pissed that kid off and that kid actually went and got a pencil and stabbed me in the eye? <laughs> and then the, the other thing, too, was my boss told me, he's like, ah, don't worry about it. The kid's got autism and ODD. He probably forgot about it after they calmed him down. You could probably go down there right now and look at him in the eye. He'd want to give you a hug. And I'm like, no, because as soon as I get close to that kid and he's all smiling, he's going to pull that pencil out of his pocket. <laughs> Not going to happen. And, and Swagger Prince Prance just came out and said uh, um, the, uh, she messed up there a little bit. But with kids and pencils, some kids stabbed me three three hand with a pencil at or, or stabbed me in the hand with a pencil at that age. I still have a piece of lead. Next time you're down here, I'll show it to you. I was in <laughs> second or third grade. And I pissed this dude off, and he stabbed me with a pencil. And I still have the lead in between my fingers here. I'm, I'm showing Greg on the camera. So wow. it's it, it, it's what kids say. And I agree that, that, you know, it's a scary thought. But most average kids that aren't, you know, pharmaceutical out won't ever act with it. Or if they do, they're not going to try to kill you. you right. Know. Well, and speaking of drugs and chemicals and pharmaceuticals, listen – I'm as bad as the next guy when it comes to the way I was when I used to be doing a lot of drugs. I mean, you can't tell me one single drug, one single street drug I probably haven't done. And I never, ever, even the high-end stuff, like the, the, the crazy, you know, high-end sniffables, I never got into a rage. I never got upset. I never got mad. I wasn't that kind of high for me. But when you look at this kid, I mean, and I have seen raged-out meth users. I've seen raged-out cokeheads who were even less angry and upset and scary than this kid was. So you got to think, if, if methamphetamine can make somebody go raging and kill, and this kid seems like he's ten times as, as enraged as somebody like that at nine years of age, what the hell's going on in his biochemistry? Well, keep in mind, he's got methamphetamines in his body. He, he's, he's, he's on ADHD medicine probably. He's probably on... You know, a, a shit ton of medicines if he's got as uh, autism and ODD, this this made up disease. Uh, it's like that the making a killing video, you know, the, the one I like I said, it was a Scientology video. But they really touch on how it's all about just trying to make a dollar and how uh, 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 psychiatrists wanted to be considered real doctors. And you're not really a real doctor if you can't prescribe medica- medication. So they had to make up these diseases. They worked with the pharmaceutical company. They said, well, hey, what, what can we treat? What can we do? 
And they make up these diseases to go along with the side effects of drugs that they come up with for other things, basically, is what it comes down to. And I'll tell you, it's the, it's, I'm not much of a guy into uh, fake-ass religions, but it's the one thing that Scientology really turns me on about is the fact that they're totally against psychiatry as a profession because psychiatry as a profession does exactly this. It, it creates these conditions and these so quote-unquote diseases in the DSM, um, the Diagnostic Manual for Psychiatry, yep. that it proposes these diseases. It, it, it creates new ones every five to ten years, and then it, it, pr- it provides a framework of how to treat it, which then goes into the pharmaceutical um, well, that's the only way to treat psychological uh, yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. That's and so. Then it goes back to the drug companies who create the drug, who sell the drug, and then the lawyers who represent the people that are dying from the drug. Then put on commercials on TV. If you died from bopraxin, give us a call. You know, that's it's a big nice circle. Hold on, I got to see if I can find. It. Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred um, percent on that part of it, and and. You know, therapy is one thing. Sitting down and talking to somebody is one thing. Actually, I got to tell you something. Outclassed Adderall is an analog of methamphetamine. It's off by a few molecules. You're right. It's not meth. But there are plenty of, uh, there's plenty of drugs out there that they'll take the methamphetamine, the basic amphetamine or methamphetamine um, uh, molecule, and all you have to do is alter a, a chain here, a bond there between, you know, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen. Those are the only four chemicals, or excuse me, atoms, elements that are in methamphetamine. It's a four-bond chemical. So, yeah, it's not meth, but it's very close. I mean, mean, Welbutrin. If anybody has ever Mm -hmm. taken Welbutrin, the the antidepressant drug, Welbutrin is one, I think it's one nitrogen um, atom off of methamphetamine. I don't know if you saw Outclass in the chat room there. He said, wait a second, time out. Adderall or whatever is not meth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's not meth. You're right, Outclass. It's not meth. But it's the same classification of type of drug. It's right. still a stimulant. They're giving right. stimulant. The yeah. they're, they're giving stimulants to overstimulated people to try to reduce the stimulation. Right. And for instance, if I went out to Fort Myers right now, <clears throat> Fort Myers, and bought a, a, a an eighth of dope, a crystal methamphetamine on the street, well, I'm a 41-year-old man. I can My brain's far more developed than a nine-year-old. I'm going to be able to get high and manage that high a lot better than a nine-year-old. Nine, 10, 11, 12-year-old, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe the street meth that I can do and handle is going to be um, – if the, if the stuff that they're – I've taken Adderall. I know what Adderall does. It, it's like taking meth, except it's a more directed studying um, focus. I've, I've snorted my share of Adderall, I'll be honest. You know, yeah. It's a good high. But <laughs> yeah. if you give that to a nine-year-old kid, holy crap. Well, I'm sure they're not snorting it. But, yeah, I, exactly. I agree. Listen, uh, I don't want to take a full break, but you guys all know I'm a fan of Bubba Love Sponge. And I think everybody listening right now will, will get a kick out of this song. So we're just going to do it's like a three-minute, 16-second song. Uh, just a quick breather here. And, and everybody listen to this song very carefully. 
Side effects include nausea, dry mouth, and constipation. Thoughts of suicide, severe liver problems, some fatal, were reported. Signs include abdominal pain and yellowing of the skin or eyes. High fever, confusion, and stiff muscles. Liver disease, dizziness, or fainting may occur upon standing. I take a bright blue pill every day to keep me hot. I take a sleeping pill that makes me wander in the yard. I take a pill to block the fat when I eat my french fries. And a pill so I don't pee when I hang out with the guy. I take a big green pill when I feel I might get gas. And I take some Zoloft off so I do not do fat. There are so many drugs, sometimes it's hard to choose Don't know what this one does, but I saw it on the news I take a pill so I can eat four greasy fried eggs And a pill that calms me down, cause I have restless legs There's a pill when I'm depressed, that I keep on the shelf They say it should help me out, or make me wanna kill myself A pill for my stiff neck, since I had an accident It makes my muscles twitch, and it might be permanent I take a stimulant, and I take a sedative When I take Prozac, I wanna kill my wife and kids A pretty pink pill, cause I like the design I don't know what it does, but it's making me Go blind. The label says one, so I always take three. Pharmaceutical, lobotomy. I take Ritalin, cause I have ADHD. I take Seroquel, and it makes my heart beat. Oxycodone, made me 90% deaf. But I'm not on drugs, I don't do coke, we don't meth. Call your doctor if you have uncontrollable muscle movements, as these could become permanent. Permanent. And I said, doctor, you know the mother of the drill. Doctor, give me another pill. Just keep us stoned in America. Uncontrollable. Muscle movements. Well, my doctor gives them to me so they can't be bad Even though the side effects are over half of the ad Just keep us owned in America Uncontrollable muscle movements I have no sex drive, so I take testosterone But my wife's on Xanax and she never wants to bone I take Cialis, but it's no good I don't have sex, I just sit in a bathtub in the woods I take a pill so I will have a stronger urine stream I take a bill of fire, gives me homicidal dreams They put my kids on drugs cause they like to daydream They call it Adderall, but it's it's just amphetamine. I took Lexapro, now I think I have Tourette's. I took Ambien and ate some buttered cigarettes. I take Shantix so I don't smoke in the house. It's hard to take a puff with this gun in my mouth. Sometimes I get sad so they gave me Zoloft. I sit and stare and my dick is always soft. I was going bald but saw Propecia on the tube. It gave me more hair and some big man boobs. I saw a fat blocker. Hey, that's pretty cool. It blocked a lot of fat but it gave me loose stool. Now I pop my pants and I vomit and I'm blind. Why do they make a pill that Makes me bleed from my behind A pill to help me focus Cause sometimes I ramble I lost all my money Cause it made me wanna gamble The doc gives me samples I give them all a test But, but I don't, don't do drugs I don't do coke We don't mess Other risks include Dizziness upon standing Seizures Trouble swallowing Coma or death And I said Doctor you know the mother ah. drill Doctor give me another ah. pill Just keep us stoned in America the doctor gives them to me so they can't be bad Even though the side effects are over half of the ad Just keep us stoned in America Lots of suicides, of suicides, of suicides This is why I listen to, to the Bubble Love Sponge show Manson is a genius And he comes up with just unbelievable things That it just makes a point It gets that point out And that's on 10, 12 affiliates not even nationwide. They're actually internationally now because they're in Canada. So, I mean, Greg, what did you think? I would much rather have a meth dealer on speed dial than a doctor. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I just said here. Uh, Outclass is going, you know, but nothing's worth in street. Nothing's worse than street meth. All right, so let's just <laughs> let's just criminalize drugs. That way, the people that are making these street drugs, you know, might try harder because they don't want to get in trouble or they don't want to uh, harm people. You know, it might actually bring some uh, some morals to them. Maybe not. 
But then we can offer treatment instead of locking them up in jail. We can try to help them. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally. I I agree. I mean, I also think it's it's a degree of I don't know. Maybe maybe it's biology. Maybe it's personal responsibility. I know plenty. For me, I don't smoke pot, but I know every person, every person in my life. Who I, has, I don't smoke pot here. <laughs> yeah, everybody I know who, who rips on the bomb <laughs> lives a good life. They live a really good life. On the flip side, I know plenty of people. Now that I've been here in Florida for three or four months, I know plenty of people that do cocaine recreationally on Friday and Saturday. But you know what? They show up to work bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on Monday, and they don't touch the stuff throughout the week. Now, you know, Alclass said it's all terrible, but nothing can be worse than street meth. Well, you're right. For the people that abuse it, I know plenty of people who are tweaking on the weekend. That's what they do. They party, but they still go back to their responsible day job Monday through Friday. What I'm getting at is kids. I'm getting at youngsters as young as seven years old getting stuff like Adderall, getting stuff like Wellbutrin, getting Seroquel to sleep because they're bouncing off of the walls. Hey, Greg, nothing it, Greg, nothing can be worse than a fat fucker that's 600 pounds that can't get off the couch because they can't stop eating. Listen, we, we, can, we can make this to anything. It doesn't have to be a drug, B- beer. Alcohol is is just as much as a, just as much of a problem. Um, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, obviously, food. We we've got freaking TV shows. My six hundred pound life, and then after they lose all the weight because they get a surgery to force them to lose the weight, they're doing a show now about how they cut all their fat out and all their extra skin out. It, it, you can abuse anything. You can be, yeah. abuse anything. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a drug. A- anything can be something. You can abuse porn. I mean, you th- we can bring it to any level. It, it's all about self-responsibility. It's about how you handle your life as you do it. Speaking of abuse, okay, yeah, you can abuse anything. I think it's child abuse, all right, to put these kids in treatment regimens that involve heavy psychotropic drugs. I agree. I mean, they're maybe back in the old days, you know, well, let's go back way back. They were probably accused of witchcraft and burned. But now that we're a more modern and loving culture, before the advent of these drugs, what wait, do we wait, do? wait, 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 we're a modern loving culture. I don't know what world you're living in. Greg. I, I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> Very sarcastic. I was just Very. checking. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a sanatorium not too far from here, an old building out in the middle of nowhere out near the Everglades that used to be used as a mental hospital. It's abandoned now. It's nothing out there. It's just a shell of a building. But they used to put people who had situational disorders like this kid obviously does in places like that. And that's where the testing of drugs by groups like the CIA and other uh, nefarious physicians began. It began in places like that. How can we, with the question I've got, and I don't have an answer to it, how can we treat these kids without doping them up on what, what's the equivalent of street drugs at that young, formative age? And then if we're doing that now, what's that kid going to be like when he's my age if he hasn't already killed somebody and is either on death row or spending life in prison? Well, as I said to you last night, Craig, uh, my cousin, uh, they wanted him on ADHD medicine so bad, and he's about... What did we figure out last night? Seven, eight years younger than me. Yeah, uh, about thirty-five. Yeah, that, that's about how old he is now. Uh, and and let me tell you, he was a terror. I used to be, I used to beat the living hell out of him all the time because he wouldn't shut up. He would get locked in rooms. He'd get locked in closets. He'd be taken outside of restaurants. He was horrible. 
and they wanted them on, on ADHD medi- medication. My aunt refused. My aunt and I don't get along really good. This is the one thing that I, I, I so love that she did. She refused to put him on medication. She did not want her son drugged. She just didn't want it. And she dealt with, you know, having to, to, to just wrap him up and hold him on the ground as he threw a tantrum. And finally it came down to he wanted to play football. He wanted to play football in high school. Freshman year, he wanted to, to he, he wanted to be involved in it. And my aunt, I didn't tell you this last night, my aunt worked for the school district. And the coach went up to my cousin and said, if you want to play on my football team, you will not disrespect your mother anymore. You will get your attitude together. You'll behave in school. And that'll be that. My cousin was never, ever, ever given one pharmaceutical drug. He got his act together. He wanted to play football. He became a star of the football team, and now he's a good father. And never once was put on a pharmaceutical drug to get there. It's the laziness of our of our parents and of our society that is causing this this blown up use of pharmaceutical on people that should not be getting them. Yeah, laziness I think also translates into ignorance. Um, the father and mother of this young man and his brother that I dealt with a couple of days ago, they're, they're obviously in the top 1% of wealth in this country. They could afford to take this kid to the best um, treatment available. So maybe that is that to me says that, not to speak bad about where I am, but he's in our environment, which probably isn't the best place for him and his brother. There's probably way better, more focused treatments that they could be getting. And they've got but, money, so they shouldn't be, no you know, no offense to the why. I use the why myself. But if they've got good money, and I'm sorry if I put that out there and you didn't want it, I apologize. No but, yeah. but, but you know, if they've got a lot of money and they have a child with an issue, they shouldn't be using the cheapest form of child care. And that's what that is. It I, is. It's, 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 at the base, I mean, we are the biggest child care organization in the world. That is a given. That's a fact. But, however, there are children who need directed treatment for things like this, and there are experts. There's there's nothing you can't have in Florida. Money buys everything, and everything is here. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that in other cases with other children whose parents might not be so well off, it might be a case of ignorance. They don't know that the drugs that they're giving their kids are killing them. It sounds like these people don't care to me, honestly. Not to again, not to put anybody down, or but that's what it sounds like to me. They they care about their kid, but they don't care about their kid. Yep, yep. About that's about sums it up. So, hey man, what do you say? I see you in a couple of weeks, and we talk uh, we talk turkey about getting the show on the air. Yeah, absolutely. We we were supposed to you know try to dive into some of that last night, but uh, yeah. we, we didn't get there. But we'll get there. We're going to get Greg live here. Don't forget, I, I'm going to keep pushing it. Jack will be back. Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have to use Eastern because that's where I live. So uh, everybody make sure you you tune in and check out what Jack's going to be doing. Again, once I just confirm it with him, I I will hopefully be simulcasting it over on Raz. Uh, I got nothing on that time, so that's perfect. I love it. And, uh, you know, Greg, you you know you're only an hour and a half away. You come whenever you want, man. Yeah, yeah. You said said 7 o'clock Eastern, right? uh, No, 4 o'clock Eastern. For Jack. Four o'clock Eastern, so one o'clock Pacific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacific—that's the time zone he lives in. I couldn't remember that time zone earlier. Yeah, it, it's it's called Jack's state of mind time zone. It's Jack time zone. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what would you call that? You would call that uh, daylight standard time. BST, blood standard time. Blood standard time. That's what yeah. we'll call it. Um, it's two hours behind us. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here before we wrap up. Do you want to stick with me just for the next six, eight minutes or so? Yeah, sure. What you got for me, man? Well, you know. Uh, no, that's not the one. Where is the one with the, the climate? They, they want to prosecute people who believe who don't believe in climate yeah. change. There climate deniers. Yeah, yeah, the professor that's trying to say that we should, the climate deniers should be punished. Michael E. Kraft. Climate change deniers deserve punishment. Yep. Most of us recognize the value of science in dealing with complex problems that pose significant risks to public health and well-being. Now, I'm actually going to spin this in a different direction in a moment. You'll, you'll, you'll see when I do it. Um, thus, we expect reputable scientists, science to be reported and used in helping us make difficult policy choices, such as what to do about client, uh, climate change. Scientific findings and associated uncertainties should be scrutinized carefully and debated vigorously within the scientific community and among the public. However, denying the best scientific evidence we have is neither smart nor safe. It could lead to great social harm than if we had taken a sensible action when reliable knowledge was first available. Now, this is where I'm going to spin it real fast, Greg. We have reliable scientific evidence from multiple different organizations, multiple different people, multiple different doctors saying that there's a problem with vaccines and autism. Yeah. And we see the denial of that scientific side. So basically, I think what I want to point out here is that only when it fits their narrative should science be watched. Well, yeah, and also... This fucking asshole, this uh, Dr. Michael Kraft, um, who I don't think, I mean, he, he fucking teaches at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. Please, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Uh, what this does, all this does is create a chilling effect for free speech. He can take his uh, climate deniers want to be punished and go fuck himself. Because, number one, any living, breathing, thinking American, yeah, there you go, Jared. Uh, start drinking. <laughs> I was just Jared has a game. That. Every time I, I held out for you, Jared, I was waiting, man. You got to make you watch that bottle. Anyway, um, so yeah, anytime that you try to spin a um, an argument of there must be punishment if you say X, Y, or Z, all you're trying to do is bring about a world where there is no freedom of thought, no freedom of speech, and frankly, until the day I die, whether I'm here in America or I'm abroad, I'm not really an American. I'm a human being. I will speak my mind, say what I want, and that doctor in Wisconsin in your piddly little school, go fuck yourself. They, they want to quell dissidents, and that's what he's trying to do. They, they want to put this fear. I mean, I could pull up another article where they say there's there's so much question in the in the proof of climate science, uh, climate uh, change, yeah. and and then we could pull up a bunch of articles talking about geoengineering. Uh, today, when I was on Shannon Burke's show, uh, and I haven't mentioned that yet, and I have to because he always mentions my stuff. Uh, you know, when I was on with Shannon today, uh, we got into the conversation of oh, what the fuck conversation did we get into? <laughs> I just had one of those moments again, damn it. Where was well, I going, let, Greg? Let, let, me, let me add one thing before you go on. Uh, in terms of denial, I am a gender identity denier, okay? You want to talk about denial. Uh, there's no scientific evidence that if you're a boy that you really should be a girl. 
And I don't care what you think about how you feel. You are born with either a certain set of chromosomes that make you a male, or you're born with a certain set of chromosomes that make you a female. Sometimes you're, you know, hermaphrodite and you're, you're the middle road. But in this case, you know, we're talking about scientific debate. This asshole wants to stifle that and totally violates the scientific method of raising questions. He's not a fucking scientist. He's a dick. Well, and that's what a lot of these guys are doing. And, and I guess my main point was that science is ever changing. Science, if you're a true scientist, and I'm not a scientist, but I understand this. If you're a true scientist, you realize that the science is never, ever settled. Science is ever changing. There are, yep. the, the, people are always going to come up with something that goes against your scientific discovery. And, and if you don't, if you don't uh, debate these differences, you never come up with a true answer. And, and that answer is never finalized, ever, in science, ever. That's right. That's right. And, and just to add, this guy's a professor, right? He, He's he teaching people. Scientist. He may be a scientist by degree or by claim. I mean, I'm denying he's a scientist. I mean, here's the thing. The guy's a teacher. You know what they say about teachers? Those that can't do, teach. So I reiterate, go fuck yourself, Doc. <laughs> well, I guess we got Greg's really strong stance on that one. Well, no, I just wanted to get, I just wanted Jared to get his drunk on. He's been bitching at me every show I do when he's in. He's like, all right, here's the Greg Knight drinking game. Every time Greg <laughs> says, fuck, take a shot. All right, Jared, there you well, go. Well, he's going to be junk, drunk in the next like three minutes or so. And it's, it's really good timing because the show's almost over and I'm feeling he's drunk myself. <laughs> he's playing catch up. <laughs> he's playing catch up for tonight's show with, uh, with Natty Jeff. So, you know, because Jared's always over in that show and I'm, I'm listening over there. So, yeah, go Natty Jeff show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he'll be up on uh, Mixler. Just find uh, Mixler.com, search Natty Jeff if you want to check yeah, out his show. N-A-T-T-I-J-E-F-F, Natty Jeff. He'll be on at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, I got nothing live on Raz afterwards, so swing over there. Check him out, you know. Oh, not tonight, I'm hearing. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Jared. I'm working. Hey, Wednesday night, Wednesday and Friday. I'm actually working with Natty there to get him to do something over here on Raz. And again, we're going to wrap up the show here, but again, I'm looking for guys. I've got open space. Greg's going to be jumping on board here soon. If you've ever had a bug up your ass to do anything like this, I, I invite you. Give me, send me an email, seanraz at tf52.com. It's not hard. I don't want any money from you. I just want you guys to, to give me some content. And if you want to sell advertisement, make money on your own, you do your own thing. I don't care. I don't ask for anything. I just I provide you a phone number. I give you the stream. I walk you through how to set it up. Come to a show. I mean, what the hell? Well, what are you waiting for? Let's do it. And besides, if you if you join the crew, there's always Razfest. Yes, yeah, and you never know what's going to happen at Razfest. I'm telling you, man. If if we if it turns into a boat operation, I'm going to buy at least one other. This isn't going to be a three-way thing, man. I'm not doing a three-way with you and Lexi. I'm going to bring at least one other person. We're going to do a boat <laughs> thing, man. Uh, hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Greg. We'll talk to you soon. Plan to come up here soon. I like having you in studio. I got, like I said, I got you a new. You, you'll be surprised when you come in. I got a new desk over here. What yeah. it's actually got a writing like you have a, a platform to lean on and write on and put a <laughs> tablet or whatever on. So it'll be nice and organized. I like having you in studio. I got a lot of compliments with you in studio, uh, how well we flow together and, and how good we did. When Popeye, when my buddy Popeye says, man, that was really impressive how well you guys work together, you know, 
I wish you were a little closer so you could be here every Friday, every Tuesday. Let's play on April 28th. That's uh, two weeks from today. Uh, that should be very feasible. Not a problem at all. And I look forward to, I got a, I'm going to get to meet, uh, one of my regular followers, uh, Kevin Dell. He's going to be in the area here soon. He's going to be hanging out with Salty. I look forward to shaking a hand. If you're ever going to be in Florida and you're going to be on the west coast of Florida and you listen to me, please let me know you're going to be here because that's part of being a good human being is reaching out to other people, meeting them. I never met Greg a day in my life. And you know what? As soon as he got to Florida, I said, come to my house, please. That's the kind of guy I am. That's just that's the way we need to be. This goes back to what I was saying coming back from the break. Be a good human being. Remember that. Remember that we can't we can't control everybody else, but we can make a great example to those other people of how they should be doing things. You guys have been listening to the first fifty two RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Live. I look forward to hearing you guys next week. Be safe. Just be a human being. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace, when I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake, when I'm risking it all. With no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death this is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us, in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided. 
so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity